What's up, folks? Thanks for tuning in to the JRE Review. Today is episode 1305, JD and John Witherspoon. Uh, John Witherspoon is a legend. If you're into comedy, or, I mean, you, you might remember him from, like, the Friday movie. Yeah. And he was just kind of in all kinds of stuff. But he's so funny. He's just got this kind of attitude and energy about him that is just hilarious. Joe was cracking up, like, the whole pug. This is, honestly, is one of the funniest jre's i had ever heard it was so enjoyable and he's such a character uh today i'm uh with my buddy garrett again what's up and uh yeah let's start the review welcome to the joe rogan experience review where each week i review every single episode of the joe rogan experience what more do you want So yeah, this guy, John, he was on with his son, JD. JD uh, is a stand-up as well and uh, is always performing at the comedy store. And that's how he mentioned that that he was uh, John Witherspoon's kid. And Joe was like, I love him. He would get you guys on and uh, did not disappoint. Uh, one of the best parts was towards the end when he uh, they were suggesting to him, why don't you do a podcast, right? Because this guy is so funny. He really should do a podcast. Great way for him to promote his shows and get people there and all the rest of it. And he was like, what the hell is a podcast? (laughs) And they had to tell him, you're on one. That's what we're doing now. And that just cracks me up. This guy was just in another... I'm curious if that's like a generational thing. I'm I'm just thinking about that right now. Like, this, like, I don't, don't give a fuck. But it's not like, don't give a fuck, like in a bad way it's just like that's who i am like that his character is just that's who he is i think he just does him and he's not asking a lot of questions right he just shows up does it gets on with it like he, he even talks about what because he he kept talking about his money his paper right. his paper <laughs> and he loves calling the bank so he calls him <laughs> puts his social security number in and then they tell him what his balance is he doesn't even know how to use the app on the <laughs> like he's as old school as i mean yeah gets. he's probably got a flip phone or something <laughs> yeah he's not a young guy i mean obviously but you know it's that it's not just the age thing right. like there's plenty of grandpas yeah. out there that that right, have figured out their iphone and and right. know what a podcast right, is right 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 but you know this is what makes him him he's it, it's not an act like the only time i've ever seen him before is in shows and uh his stand-up <laughs> you see that you hear him say he has a stand-up special that he just didn't release yeah he didn't, didn't release it why because he's too <laughs> he said i didn't like my belly that's it <laughs> he thinks he's too fat he's hilarious he's hilarious and slamming down what a bottle of wine a day <laughs> he's like a glass or two he's like what glass <laughs> his son uh does a funny thing with him where he have him like watch fights or watch like the the ufc and he's like describing it right but he's coming at it from such an interesting angle one thing he said he did his son jd has a gamer channel and uh he had his dad on that i guess it's like a podcast or something on youtube and he had his dad describing the fatalities in mortal kombat <laughs> and just the commentary of this guy who's like never seen these video games it, it just sounded hilarious speaking of i gotta watch that guy's he said he had a cooking show too remember when he said that? oh and yeah he's like yeah what do, I, what do i cooking for poor people and he's like anything tastes good when you're poor he's like chicken feet <laughs> chicken feet have like, you ever had chicken feet? no but he was i mean think about how fucking tough that meat's got uh, i bought some once i bought some and like 
boiled it into like a uh is it like a stalk or a broth i guess in in thailand and on and like other like asia i think the way that he was describing it was that it's very popular out there, yeah yeah so. well there's a lot of collagen in it when you're making that um, makes sense. good broth but it looks fucking disgusting sounds gnarly. they were gross i can't Bro, imagine somebody just eating eating them. the thing that you walk around on all kinds Ugh. of shit all day that's fucking wild chicken fit they just like <laughs> ate like lit like dinosaur claws you're like what the hell there's better things to eat people <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I'm not a connoisseur, but I, I mean, I'm not opposed to trying anything once. I love this story when he's <coughs> moved, when he moved from Detroit. So he's originally from Detroit and then uh, got into stand-up because he wanted to make some money, which is an odd thing to get into stand-up for. Cause he said he was a model first, I think. Something, right? He right. was doing some modeling. Yeah, yeah. And then, I guess, way back in the day, they didn't mind short models. I don't know how tall he is, but... Anyway, he, he maybe said, he just look good. He said clothes. the reason he went to modeling, I think it's so like just co- totally goes along with his personality. He's like, I saw a guy in a magazine, and he's like, I'm prettier than that guy. <laughs> I'm prettier. <laughs> I'll than go that be guy. a model. I was like, motherfucker, that's a great way to look at Why it. Why not? That's hilarious. <laughs> so on his way to L.A., he stops in Las Vegas. Right? I don't know why he did that, but why not? Right? Yeah, You're right. driving through. And then he gambles all his money away. Like loses 15 everything. G's or something. Something, it? yeah. Okay. A lot of money. Which but then in, he hit the jackpot or something the next day, didn't he? He hit like some jackpot. Something. He made a lot of money uh, on one jackpot. Was that when, when he left again? Ah, uh, that's kind of, I don't, I don't know for a fact. I remember him talking about that. I think that might have been, I feel like he lost it all and then got it all. Either way, fucking ups and downs, huh? But he was there for six months. Right. Kind of stuck. He said he slept on his, like, girl's couch for, like, a month or something like that. So, right. right. And his car's just, r- like, r- burning oil. <laughs> constantly burning oil. Have to put a fucking liter of oil in there. Probably learned a lot during that time. Oh, boy. That's probably a huge, like, right. development thing. And then he gets to L.A., he goes to the comedy store, which is really where you want to go back in the day. And this was the beginning of the comedy store. So he knew Mitzi really well. He knew a lot of the newest guys. And uh, he became the security guy there, which is, this, you know, a lot of guys have worked up I think that he way. said him and Letterman did something, didn't he? I can't remember. I think he said him and Letterman were like the hosts of the comedy store initially. Is that right? I Letterman? So. Okay. I believe so. I believe so. I th- yeah. He was like, this is when Letterman had no money. And Letterman was there a lot, too. I mean, it's crazy to think how many people have really gone on to do pretty awesome things from being at the comedy store. And even, you know, you just start at security, you get stage time. Ari Shafir did that. That's when Joe first knew Ari, is uh, working security. And I wonder how many people can still do that these days because the comedy store has got big now, real big. Real big. And I think they have, like, like a private security firm come in. I don't think those guys are like comics anymore. Maybe some of them get into it when they're there long enough. But uh, yeah, they're just big dudes now. Right. right. But you know, because it's just getting so big. Uh, So many days are selling out. So many shows are selling out. What a great thing to get big too. Honestly, not to be just make a general, general observation, but I mean, what a great thing. I mean, comedy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to have so many people want to do it. Like, I mean, everybody always wanted to be a professional basketball player, but like Joe talks about, he's like, no one's saying that whenever you're in high school, if you're the funny guy, a lot of the people aren't like, hey, you could be a comedian. But now that's starting to be something that you fucking would think about now. Yeah. And there's different avenues for it. It's right. like so many people are doing it. They're going to come up with new ways to make it happen. The only thing that's a shame is there's not really more clubs than there used to be. And that's something that Joe talked about. There really isn't. So there's a lot more comics, same amount of clubs. And, you know, you, you, 
it's hard to get time. It's hard to well, get you stage know, isn't time. Isn't there a lot of places with open mics though? Isn't that isn't that part of the deal? Yeah, open mics, but oftentimes you can go and they do kind of like a potluck thing where you just put your right. name down and they pick a certain amount. And when you've given up your night to go there to perform and to like keep honing your craft and, you and, don't then, get on. and then you don't get on, it's like right. it's almost a big waste of time. And another thing that's frustrating too is at the beginning of the night, there's a ton of people there. But once they pick out of the hat, if you're not picked, a lot of those people leave right away. So the audience is almost nothing. And then depending on when you go up, people are leaving after their time so you can go up and there's only like fucking five people left do you run your jokes by your girl like do you ever just have like a one-on-one i wonder if joe does that or if comedians are doing that too like you got to say your shit out loud obviously because when you're writing you're writing it but you got to say it out loud do you i mean no i don't really i mean i just i write it i try and find something funny and what you want to do is just go perform it that's it that's the only way you're gonna know you know some of your friends could be like oh that's a good joke or whatever but you have no idea until you get up on stage and you have to set it up you have to put it in the right spot timing and of course you know you could have a really great line but if it doesn't fit with like the other bits that you've put in or the energy of that moment isn't quite there you could just lose it right so you you know you're always kind of working and that's why you want to be up there as much as possible just you know that that's just how how you want how to you do it better, for sure right? yeah practice yeah it, the, one of the best things about uh witherspoons really is like his his conversations and stories with the old comics like prior so right. he knew prior back in the day how fucking awesome would that have been like he got to hang out with him every sunday he said he prior was making 250k in like 79 for those shows jesus you know how much dough that is that's I mean, so that's much, much dough is now that, but is that four t- how much do you think that's worth I mean, is that like a million something a show you would think in the 70s yeah, right 250k in the 70s was fucking a lot of loot how much how much was like a corvette in the 70s <sighs> I don't know. I mean, is it like ten grand? I was gonna say probably ten, twenty grand. Okay, so like six times different. Well, then yeah, quarter of a million would be like a million a show. I would think that would be probably appropriate. That's unbelievable. Imagine, imagine just going over to Pryor's place, chilling out, having a laugh, being around like a great like that, who is also a total lunatic, probably doing (laughs) fuck tons of blow. Just birds <laughs> everywhere, unconscious in the house. It's like a, a level of rock right. star. Completely. Yeah, and the fact that he was just in Detroit, had no money, and then stuck in Vegas, and now he's at the comedy store right. doing this. Yeah, unbelievable. Look, I really I really do hope that not only the Witherspoon should come on again. He was a great guest. I hope he does. He should also definitely start a podcast. Oh my god, that's what he was saying too. He's like, he was like, you were funny then, but there's certain people that are just timeless. Like you'd be fucking funny now, just as funny as you were then. You know what I mean? Dude, he could just talk about the weather. Right. He could just pick something. Just talk. Period. Just talk. (laughs) He just he could talk on his own. Right. Right. He's such a character, and the fact that all he had to do was just be him on stage and not be afraid of it, and just the way he kind of puts together his sentences. It, brilliant right. so unique totally really really unique but anyway check out that conversation it was funny as hell if you smoke weed smoke a bit then listen to it you'll be <laughs> laughing your ass off but you laugh anyway it, you know it, he's a legend a legend of comedy and it was great to have him on and you could tell joe was is a big fan and uh and just loved it really got into it so anyway guys thanks a lot and garrett thanks for joining me buddy thank you bud